to another edition of the Batwoman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Eiley, and I'm here with my co-hosts. Mimi. And? Amanda. And we have yet another episode of Batwoman to bring info and knowledge about you, too. So I hope you're very excited about that. But before we get into anything, um, the writer's room did something special this week. <laughs> um, right before the, um, the episode was about to air, and... Apparently they had gotten um, hacked. You, you can't see me, but I'm, make, I'm making quotes in, with my hands, um, which which was probably a stunt by them. I can acknowledge this, but it was also very very funny. Um, and they were just like going around and replying to tweets randomly and just being like, "Oh, I locked the hacker out. Now I'm in here," and just being super amusing. So if you have not seen that, you should go check that out. I was oh, it's still up there. Oh yeah. That's All really the tweet threats left I saw there. something I'm about like, drinking water, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was just, they were just kind of going for it. Like, okay, why not? Flip <laughs> <laughs> the episode, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they, had, they had some fun. Uh, but the episode was, um, it was a lot. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, um, I think Mimi said better than I expected, for sure. Um, but it definitely had some... Uh, very CW stereotypes and tropes about it that were not great at all times. Yeah, I feel like overall, like when it was over, I was like, I really enjoyed the episode, but definitely while I was watching it, I had a lot of just like what the heck moments. Yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have feelings. We'll have feelings. Yeah, <laughs> I think like well, my most fun was just reacting to it with you guys because I just watched Jennifer's body, so I was blowing up the chat with like Jennifer body Jennifer's body feels. And then was like, wait, I gotta watch Batwoman. And then I watched Batwoman at, like, midnight and was just, like, blowing up the chat. I sadly fell asleep while you were blowing up the chat. I was enjoying it. Good, good. (laughs) Just going through all the the feels and seeing where you're at. Yes. Okay. Well, we start with our drug scene. And I'm just immediately, it's like, oh, here's our drug, snake butt. I'm like, really? I was like... Riverdale. I was like, this is the most Riverdale drug scene. I'm like, I, I know you're like trying to keep your your set separate, but like, come on, guys. It's the crossover we didn't ask for. <laughs> Honestly. Imagine though. Uh, I'm scared. Serpents. I can totally see them having a drug named Snakebite. Yeah, yeah, that's yep, yep. exactly from Riverdale. Thanks. But then also, they literally the writers naming their gang the False Faces after having a plot last season about cutting off people's faces and it's not actually supposed to be related like yeah i was totally <laughs> expecting them to be like tied into alice and now somehow are they just trolling us i feel like they're just trolling us they might be <laughs> this, is, this is getting a little much just... they're trolling us but also like i liked the guy's weird like concert rave concert style mask but like yeah the he, had a, cool mask. But, he like... had a cool mask there's animal masks so i'm like what's with the is there a, what is there a like wardrobe that you guys are supposed to have but you have to earn the cooler masks like we'll, we'll find out really, really maybe he just really likes to do crime in his panda mask you know yes. no big deal <laughs> I, just, I think it'd be really entertaining if they started making covid jokes about wearing masks <laughs> oh my <laughs> god that's the, that's the only type of covid joke i want i'm just like they, no we're just not really going to do it but i think that would be really funny we're <laughs> really health conscious guys <laughs> really though <laughs> Yeah, the drugs can get out in there, and then we still have Ryan and the kryptonite bullet, which also get into later with Mary, but, you know, still just keeping that as a prop, plot point, and I'm just like, 
Okay, like, Ryan's not supposed to be stupid. Like, I feel like she would have done something about this at this point. Yeah. Maybe asked somebody, like, hey, guys, yeah, have you ever like, seen this before? Who's that doctor? <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it's fine. Just don't talk about it. Just like, oh, let it get fine. more infected. That's, that's fine. I have a glowing green bullet in me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is normal, right? This is normal superhero yeah, this stuff. This is great. I don't, what I don't need to talk about it. happens when you become Batwoman? Yeah. <laughs> Batwoman feeling. Yeah. But but also being Batwoman, I have okay, the the child breaking a store window to set off an alarm to get Batwoman to come so he could give her his brother's like missing child poster is like the most adorable kid logic I've ever heard and I love it so much and I yeah. love that it worked. It was, it adorable. was so wholesome and it took me a moment to realize that was happening and then like Ryan was so sweet with this kid it just made my heart so happy and sad oh, to realize oh. what was happening. It was. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have feelings tonight <laughs> I could definitely get used to them doing this as like her way of getting bat missions too like that would be super cute I, would I, I feel like it's more personal than Kate's like hey we just got a call from like how do they even call into Batwoman I don't know but who knows I they just like find things so I, I feel like the fact that Ryan is like so involved in the community it's just like a more interesting way of introducing things Listen. that would be it, like, adds on to the, just the general hero vibe of, like, oh, these people need my help. Let me go to the people versus, like, hey, yeah. we hacked in on the crows and we heard some sketch stuff. Yeah, Let's right? Go like, yeah, no, it's a lot more involved in, you know, people that are actually, like, on the streets and involved in doing those kind of things that she wants to, like, clean up the crime with, so. That's how you do it. Be good. Danic. Be good. You do it. <laughs> and then I'm, like... I'm going back and forth in between being like, I feel sorry for Jacob and I don't like Jacob. <laughs> but I, I just, I'm feeling sorry for him in the points where he's like trying to talk about like searching for his daughter who's recently missed and the reporters can't like cut him a break and be like, well, aren't you just making this about your other daughter that was missing prior to this? And he's not going to be like, well, I actually care about this one that's missing too, please. Can I, can I do that? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of brutal. Oh, Jacob. That was so sad. It just I'm like sorry. he looks- that was so sad. He, he is a poor dad. He deserves, like, you know, like, we have such a complicated relationship with Jacob, but when they give us those moments, it makes me feel bad for hating him so much. Yeah. yeah. Trying. I can appreciate that, at least. He's, he's not doing very well, but he's trying, and I can appreciate that. <laughs> he does care, so. We can have that. But, Rachel, have your moment. I'm really proud. Okay, now we're going to go. Okay, so fun times. Um, if you didn't, if you were not aware, this week episode featured um, primarily foster children being kidnapped um, and written off as runaways, primarily as Ryan being um, done this to her while she was a child, and it now reflecting in um, this child story that we are now looking for. Okay. Um, as you probably know, I am a lawyer, um, and I've worked in a fair amount of child welfare law and worked with children in foster care and been involved directly in foster care and foster care systems. And I would like to say that the issue of children being kidnapped or otherwise going out doing places from foster care and being written off with runaways without the foster care system having any desire to find out where they are is an incredibly huge problem. And it literally happens like there are hundreds just like just like in my, in Chicago Cook County 
there are hundreds of kids. They just say, oh, they just ran away, basically. And they have no, no like, way to keep track of them. And, like, on, honestly, like, the age the kids were at and Ryan was at, like, 11, 12, like, yeah, they would buy that. They just r- write kids off as runaways. And it's the most upsetting, incredibly problematic thing. And it makes me so angry when I look at that. So angry. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm happy that they addressed that, though. Like, I'm surprised that the CW went for such an important issue. But, like, I'm yeah, very happy yeah. that they did. Yeah, same. I'm, like, I'm, I'm glad that... Um, they actually like went in there and dug in and like went for that. Um, I think the way that they portrayed it was probably not um, not the most accurate with CW. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm just saying. Like, if you have the CW's version of like, okay, get the CW's version of a kidnapper. I feel like that would be the candy lady, and that's how we got here. <laughs> I mean. One of us said this before we started recording, but, like, I feel like her approach to actually kidnapping was believable. It's just that, like, everything after was kind of yeah. bonkers. Just a little, a little, uh, did they really not think that they were going to be, like, we weren't going to notice, like, oh, that this kidnapped house was the same kidnapped house as you kept Beth in? Like, yeah. It's, I think it's also just, like, a weird thing to be like okay so they clearly have it's the cw so even when they don't want to admit it they do have an agenda um and they just picked this particular topic and i'm like like we said like i'm happy they did it but at the same time yeah what (laughs) they didn't necessarily do the best job handling the story and like i appreciate that they were trying to talk on the topic but we could have had some things ironed out here (laughs) for sure yeah um but yeah, just um, before we yeah we get more into that plot now, um, we did have some more plot with Mary and in the van and Mary liking the van. And I was so happy about that because I feel like we are all Mary and we all love the van. Yes, I but, honestly yeah. like Mary and Ryan moments this episode were top notch, just saying. And then, then that total, that moment totally had me like, okay, so she's going to move into Mary and they're going to be in with Mary and they're going to be roommates. <laughs> like, yep. This is what's yes. happening. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. I know I was like, this is what the fact that Twitter then tweeted and they were roommates. I'm like, good. Well, three people tweeted that at me and I appreciate all of you. I just want to say that. Also, can we talk about how Mary was like, your plant looks sad, so you have I to know. come with me. And I was like, yes, I love that the plant is like an ongoing thing. Mary cares about the plant. That is so like, that's so Mary and that makes me happy. <laughs> um. I would want to recognize that when we're at the comic shop, they give for one minute a zoom in of DC Comics being on the comic book as well as Green Lantern being in the title. So oh, that's that just made, that was something so nice. to note as that being established in the Arrowverse. You know, we already established very, um, you know, multiple multiverses in the Arrowverse. So. And like they had that Diggle having a lantern ring. So I'm like, ha ha, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> you nerds. This is kind of off topic. <laughs> um, and SDCC 2019 in the Black Lightning press room. Um, the dude that plays Khalil made some comment about in the books. Um, uh, what's their mother's name? Um, the mom's brother was like kind of Diggle and also a Green Lantern. And everyone was just like, what? And everyone just, the writers are sitting there like, we did not plan for this. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't have anything. He just like went off. <laughs> oh my God. Aww. It was 
such an amusing moment. And I was just like, those poor writers are freaking out so badly right now. Probably. (laughs) That that would be so cool. It's never going to happen, but that would be so cool. It really would be. (laughs) I just just wanted to bring that up because it's just Greenlander content that we're never going to get in the Arrowverse, and I've I've accepted that. That's okay. We're we're just not going to happen. It's fine. So close. Uh, But also... (laughs) Poor Sophie. <laughs> she wakes up. Alice is in her kitchen. She's just really going. <laughs> yeah, Sophie and Alice had a, such a good dynamic this whole episode. <laughs> they just, they did. They, they had such a great dynamic. And Sophie's just really, really struggling. <laughs> a poor woman. <laughs> my, my former lover's, uh, like, fallen away sister is trying to, like, team up with me so we can get her back so she can kill her. <laughs> and I should just go with this? <laughs> well, did Sophie know that she was trying to kill her? Or was that, like, I feel like that was just at the end of the she realized. I, th- I feel like it was it was somewhat ambiguous throughout the episode, and then at the end it was kind of just more of a confirmation. Because I, I think I knew she wanted, knew that Alice was not exactly on great terms with Kate and did not have the best of intentions here. True, so. yeah. <laughs> It's also just like, oh, Alice, of course you did this. But also, like, girl, you're sharing your, your like, diabolical plan, like, way too easily with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> she does that. Way too <laughs> comic booky villainy. Like, and it's it's a very entertaining, but it's <laughs> would definitely be a problem. And also so- Sophie being like, oh, I'm terrified of risk. And I'm like, you should, well, you really went into the wrong profession if you did that then? Like, security? <laughs> it sounds like a very bad, like, profession to choose if you're terrified of risk. <laughs> just throwing that out there Sophie life choices you know okay but yeah no and we have we've been flashing back to um Ryan and her flashbacks and the candle lady and just the montage of her like counting the candy and taking it bad like I hated it so much I just like that I'm sorry so weird so like, who kidnaps people to do that I like that's a weird choice like this is your diabolical yeah. thing do you have a point here? Like, what is the point of you just showing that, like, okay, time is passing? Is that it? Like, I, I feel like because it's the CW, like, they couldn't actually go as dark as actual kidnapping would be. So they were just like, here, jelly bean. <laughs> here, jelly beans. It's not that serious. <laughs> really, though. <laughs> this isn't, like, real child trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> like. But also, no. Yeah. <laughs> this was a weird choice. Like, you as a writing group, like, this was a choice that you guys were like, this is how we're going to go about this storytelling plot point. I mean, I, I guess they were just like, well, we're going to go super stereotypical and make her the candy lady. So I guess we should rope in the candy. And this is what they came up with, which. Uh, I feel like they could have gotten away with just, like, luring them into the van with the yeah, candy. We would have understood. Definitely. <laughs> They could have showed, like, a calendar or something. Like, they really didn't need to do this. Like, they could have been extra creepy, just kept the calendar in the room, and every day the candy lady, like, marks off another, like, day on the calendar. Like, that would have been way more traumatizing, I think, than just, like, every day eat a jelly bean. (laughs) I'm like, are they, like, supposed to be poisoned or something? Is she, like, trying to get her to eat the jelly beans? Like, I feel like I'm missing stuff here. And also, like, if I feel like if you left a child in a thing with jelly beans, she would probably eat them. 
but yeah. Maybe she, also was uh, she like feeding her at all? I mean, I know we didn't yeah, get like a play by play, but did she just survive <laughs> for like thirty days on jelly beans? <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, maybe, maybe. Um, the child might not eat the jelly beans if she was suspecting they would be poisoned, though, so that would probably be a good choice for Ryan. Just yeah. <laughs> addendum to my comment there. <laughs> good choices, Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, that would be good if they were feeding her. That's, yeah. Yeah, there, there were a lot of holes in this whole kidnapping thing that just, like, drove me up a wall. <laughs> we could just assume that happened off screen because she wasn't, like, dying of starvation, hopefully. Yeah. That's why we have this to discuss about it, guys. <laughs> right. Thanks, CW. Thanks also, for that. Like, I also loved your point about, like, Ryan being in the background for, like, the yes. first death. Like, oh, my God, that made me so happy, but also so sad. Yes, that was really, really, really done well as a tie-in in order to, like, bring Ryan into, like, the Kane storyline while also, like showing just how much of a disparity there is between little white kids that get kidnapped and little black kids that get kidnapped, because that is absolutely also an issue, I'm not even just in foster care. Kids get kidnapped, kids get, that's get run away. It's so much more likely that black kids will just get um, written off as runaways and just not even taken seriously, or they will just not, cops will not take it seriously. Like, they can't get anybody motivated to do it. It's horrible. And that was, like... That was just extended to, like, at some point here, like, they, they just showed, like, a little bit of that, and I think they did it really well. Um, so I appreciate that, CW. But, yeah, that is very much a thing, um, and it's very, very much an issue, along with, you know, um, the issue of making um, Black girls and Black women specifically um, out to be older as than they actually are, which um, comes into place a lot while writing um, kids, teenagers, preteens specifically off as, like, runaways when they're, like... 11-year-olds. I'll, I'll blame myself. I'll do that, but, like... You're good, dude. 11-year-olds don't run away from good homes. Like, that doesn't happen. That... And also, if, like, if someone away... is telling you that they wouldn't run away, then maybe you should listen instead yeah. of being like, no, no, they totally did. If they, if they wouldn't run away from those homes, like, maybe... If they are trying to run away, maybe that's something you should address. That's how you have a f***ing child welfare system to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be bleeping out a lot in this episode, but it's um, okay. I, I I can handle the bleeping. I'll do my own bleeping. It's also just like I'm proud and shocked they actually went that way. Like the candy lady begot, like whatever. I don't care about her, but like the fact they actually used it to show that moment, to then have Ryan yeah. talk about it with Mary, and like that in itself was powerful. If they can pull off more of those moments, like I'm already happy we got a season three. But I'm like, if you guys do more of that, the show will gain even more respect that it is starting to gain you know yes like we need more strong shows because they i mean look at it this past week they cut down so many other shows they already said they picked up yeah yeah so like do it batwoman (laughs) for sure (laughs) um yes i liked how that tied that into um mary and ryan as well i was like i feel like it's a little bit out of like uh reasonability that Kate would have like the exact places where they checked and everything and would be able to track it specifically back to that house but I'm just gonna go with it but you know that's our okay. suspension of disbelief for the episode of like sure whatever sake, I will just go with it and that's and that's fine and we yeah, still I have feel like... Sorry, go no. ahead uh, I feel like this whole episode just like despite how not believable it was like like you said because they made such good points and like 
brought up such important topics, it was kind of easy to overlook how unbelievable a lot of it was. We'll just go with it. For for the sake of the plot, we'll go with it for now. Like, if you keep bringing up important topics, that's fine. (laughs) We're good with it. We're good with it. Um, But Sophie and Alice are still suffering, and then Luke is here, and Alice is like, we're friends, here's my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Why is she so intent on killing Luke? Like, did I miss that? I don't know. She she was down for it. It was like, oh, you helped Kate lock me up. <laughs> and Luke just like, uh. uh I mean, I, I guess wrong, she just but... assumed he would be more anti-Alice than Sophie would be for some reason. I think Alice is underestimating how anti-Alice Sophie may be. <laughs> she thinks they had a really good bonding experience while they were trapped on an island. And Sophie just like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> so much. <laughs> So much. I mean, I guess, I guess she didn't. Alice didn't realize because she was uh, off going with Sophia, who she's not actually going to have a romantic entanglement with. Oh my God! Don't even get me started. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I guess she just, you know, she didn't notice the uh, the depth of Sophie's hate while that was going on because she was otherwise occupied. But yes, um, kids saving the day and them tying in that that was Angelique. I loved that so much, but I was really disappointed that they did not give us the scene of them escaping because I really would have loved to see that. Yes, I, we I got would, teased it, but we didn't really get it. Like, I love knowing that that happened in this plot, but I so would have liked to have seen it. <laughs> I just, I thought that was a super cute tie-in, though, for backstory for a love interest, or specifically ex-love interest, kind of just, like, establishing that they had, like, that super cute, like, um, bond growing up, especially in a group home, which other bad things in foster care group homes. I'm not trying to get to that one too much, but they're very bad and they don't serve any of the children that are in them very well and they generally exacerbate the mental issues. They are sometimes told that they, sh- they are the children that are in to begin with in the first place. Anyway, okay. And yeah, uh, Jacob is really stupid. Um, and he went there <laughs> to like do the thing all alone. I'm like, Jacob, dude, come on. I hear this, right? (laughs) Like, come on. You should have known to be somebody on. Like, you know, of course you're going to get, like, dumped and, like, dude, dude. (laughs) Yeah, Jacob, this whole episode, like, I mean, I kind of appreciated him at the end, which we'll get to, I'm sure, but, like, he was just, oh, my God. Let's trust this random person. Like, my dude, you offered lots of money. Like, I, I get that you're desperate, but, like, come on, dude. You, you gotta have some, like, you want a security company. <laughs> you have to have some people you could have taken with you. Really, though? <laughs> you should have had at least one person with you, but no. <laughs> and then just Alice and the baguette is my life. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. I, I wanted, like, was it improvised? Yes. Will we find like, out? I hope so. I love the idea that Rachel Scarson might have inter- improvised that. That would have been hilarious. I really, really love that. Be. So. Thank you, Rachel Scarson, for bringing us that moment, whether it was your idea or not. <laughs> I do love Jacob and his stupidity, but Ryan gets to save today, the day, and Jacob gets to be there and be like, wow, I'm getting saved by the Batwoman that I don't like. Like, suck it, Jacob. Suck it. You made your choices. Yeah, I was kind of happy that they actually showed him, like, not being an a-hole for once and maybe growing. I don't know. Is that too too soon to say? I don't know. It also, like, it made me so happy because for a hot second I was just like, oh, no, guys, is he going to die? And then, like, freaking Ryan saved him and then he, like, 
had his shit together. And then also mm-hmm. had that cool stair- chair stunt, and that made me happy, because, like, I love yeah. that type of stunt, and I'm like, good, give me more of it. And the fact yeah, that Jacob could do the- it, oh. Yeah, no, I was just like, you know, you made your bad choices, and now you get to watch Batwoman save you, and you have to deal with it, and that just makes me very happy. So, I appreciate that. Like, guys, it also led to that really cute line of, like, and also really bittersweet line of, like, Ryan being like, yeah, like, I looked, I cared, like, that, I'm, I'm messing up the quote, but, like, that moment, and Jacob being like, ah, yeah, you're right, and that was good. That was, yeah. Well, that was yeah, that whole scene was really great. And even, like, the choreography we've talked about so much, but, like, that yes. whole little fight scene was just, it was good. It was very well done for everyone. Um, and we, we do have, of course, the kid um, in this scene, who we've now shown has been fully child trafficked into a gang. I don't know why, well, I'll ignore my real life point for a minute, and I'd go, I don't know why in this show they would want to just, you know, traffic random child's child's children and get them to like kill people um i know that there is a real world motivation for that because gangs sometimes traffic um and try to get younger member younger members um so that they can have them do shootings and if they get arrested they don't go away for full time for murder because they get charged as children um i did not know that that's hard yeah it's super unhappy um I don't know if that's what they were trying to reference here. Um, that that is a real thing, though. But mm. it just—I I didn't know why that they were just bringing this child in here if they didn't have a specific purpose for this child. But apparently, they were just going to make him, you know, like turn a gun on people, um, and that did not happen. And I was happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I really, really, really liked um, Ryan's speech to Kevin at the end. Um, and when she was talking about, like, how much she knows him and then, like, her his brother came and, like, got her and, like, how he, she knows, like, exactly how he was feeling and how he's been seen. Like, it was so heartfelt and well done. I was, like, on the verge of crying. <laughs> I'm like, that woman doesn't get me there. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It was, but I agree, dude. Very, very well said. Very well done. And I'm just like, all right, you know, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it really showed us why she wants to be Batwoman, too. Like, I feel like this episode was a really good argument for her, like, yeah. really wanting to take up the mantle and be a hero. Yes. I, I think, yeah, no, it was a very good argument that way for, like, you know, her wanting to be, you know, like, the justice on the streets, basically. I, I just, I think they did that really well, and I loved it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but we also have, then, they have the, um, we find out that, like, the candy lady's been trafficking children for like 20 years and nobody's like intervened. Which she also hasn't aged. I'm just going to keep being salty about it. She, I was like, nothing's changed. I was like, I feel like DC can just throw in some like random granny goodness energy there. But like, still that was a weird thing for them to do. It's very strange. I mean, in addition to what I was talking about, about like runaways and gangs, there are also very big child trafficking rings that start, many times like this are potentially with runaways um, or children that are kidnapped and they are used for many not good purposes um, and they are not very well policed by a lot of police forces. They generally have to get special police forces to get in there and when they break up a gang of them it's like I don't know, 20 to 50 children of just that have just d- disappeared from places that they just find and it's just super upsetting that that's not something that's actually getting addressed as to the level that it should be 
Um, so this kind of mirrored that, and I was just like, you know, this is, you know, this is reflective of your life, and it's really something that we should address. So. Yeah, somehow the CW was like, it's our turn. <laughs> I know. I was like, you know. When they go for an issue, I'm always scared we're going to have, like, the arrow gun control episode that was just so bad. But, like... What season is that? I need to watch that. Oh, I think it's five. Oh, I must have just, like, missed it. I think I watched just season four. It's... Well, I don't blame you for leaving after season four. Um, I think it's, it's like, Renee's origin story. Um, The hockey puck guy. They also have run-ins with child welfare in that episode that made me very angry. Um... I kind of want to watch it and, like, hate watch it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of painful. But... It's kind of painful. Um, I was mostly mad at the time that it was just super inaccurate as far as, like, the child welfare stuff. But Interesting. Um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was just a super cringy episode. I think it's generally known as a super cringy episode. Yeah, I can't um, see Arrow trying to, like, do gun control. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Weird. This <laughs> is just not a, not a good plot for them to take on. Um, other random thoughts, though, before <laughs> before we end the episode. Um, I do have love Ryan breaking into somebody's house and then being like, do I know you? <laughs> like, that's such a flex. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> that was quality. I appreciate that. Oh, but also, like, it gave uh, Ryan that, like, fabulous line of, like, I'm the one you couldn't break. Yeah. And, like, and she just, like, wrecked her. And I'm like, good. That good. Was Thank you. I loved it. And then we still have the Crypt of Night Bullet thing that we were talking about earlier, and you should really show your new roommate. Who is a doctor? Lion, make better life choices, please. Girl, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know we're getting there. I know we're getting there. And, you know, we will. But come on, girl. Come on. If only the plant knows about it. I hope it gets like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she talks about it with her, like, in the next episode or so, because, like, you're gonna have the token. Oh no! You walked in on the other person, and like some stupid stuff. Like Mary's gonna be like, "WTF? Why yeah. are you green?" And she's gonna be yeah. like, "Uh." I was just thinking that like they're gonna do the like she's getting out of the shower or something, yeah. and Mary yeah. just happens to see it. It's, I'm just gonna have small little flashbacks the entire time because it's like exactly the stuff that they did. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, glowing green meteor rock? Huh? Weird. I wonder why that's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lots of naivety and spillable. But yeah, it's a good show. Okay. But then also we have our point with Alice and Ocean and we have the thing I was very frustrated about, um, about their apparent reveal that they're going to shove an unnecessary heterosexual plot down our throats. And I feel like that is a situation where I can actually legitimately say this is a unnecessary heterosexual plot. Because as we've spoken in the comics, Kate and Savaya have a romantic plot and they have romantic interest in each other. And Alice is taking over that storyline. We show Alice with Savaya having interests and having been at, at the point on the island like Kate was. But apparently we get thrown in that, oh, she's not going to have a super deep interest and romance with Savaya, the actual important villain. It's going to be with this random boy toy that Savaya has. Named Ocean of all things. Really? Unnecessary <laughs> heterosexuals. Oh God, yeah. Honestly, like if they weren't gonna go with Alice and Sophia, I feel like I don't really even see Alice being interested in relationships at all. And like you I would have been fine with it. that. Like you could have just left it if you didn't want to get like romantic between them. I would understand, but like 
this was unneeded. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> With all the things, we did not need this. Like, why? There's, there's just, there's no need. No like, need. oh, good, we have another pretty person to stare at, but we have enough of those. We, I don't want Alice to try to track down an ex and be like, I gotta kill him. Why? Reasons. Like, no. And I know, I know. At some, at some level, the answer is homophobia and them not wanting too many gay couples on the show. But this is just That's like ridiculous. If they, if they, they chose to just cut the romance, I would have, I would have believed that, and I would have been okay with that. But they're just going overboard now and being like, oh hey, we love heterosexual people too, and we're like, we already had Mary and Luke, we're good. Thanks. That's all we need, even though they're kind of getting a divorce, but it's okay. <laughs> have every other show on television. Yeah, yeah, that too. And I feel like because there are so many like LGBT characters on Batwoman, like they could get away with having a cast that's mostly LGBT. Like I don't know. I, it would be like, really satisfying. Like yeah, it would have been super like within the plot for you to done it, and like I don't know, maybe they'll make romance between like Sophia and Sophie. I don't see that happening. <laughs> But, it's, yeah. it's also just, it's just, it's just, like, very upsetting, because, like, I can understand not, like you said, like, to not really, if they don't want to touch, like, Alice and Sophia, sure, let Alice not be intra- interested in anyone, and she just kind of, like, does it because she's in the moment, like she was with that guy in the early, in, like, in season one, yeah. like, the, that, and make oh, her sure. be more, yeah. like, oh, if I'm into it, I'm into it, but generally, I don't give a shit, like, that'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I just but, generally don't see Alice caring about men. I just yeah. have her talking yeah. about it. <laughs> I, I just foresee her being like, eh, they're here, whatever. And then, like, with ladies, she's like, oh, but the ladies, though. Like, let her be that type of bisexual. Just yes. saying. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But, I, I mean, no. Maybe, like, in the flashback plot, which we're apparently getting, she'll be, like, still going by that and being young and naive, despite being kidnapped and stuff. And I think she would probably be not naive at that point. But, um... Yeah, um, I don't see this going well for them. No. <laughs> so, it's like, now so you're going to bring us a new guy who's probably going to die, which is fine. That sounds really bad, but like... Oh, he's, he's going to die. He's just saying, die. he's going to die. He's His name's die. Ocean. She wants to kill him. He's dead already. already. He's like, yeah. Just oh. because his name's Ocean. <laughs> just, that's it. That's the only reason, guys. Sorry, calling now. <laughs> I mean, you had to throw that in there, too. And I, I did appreciate their commentary in the episode. Be like, you just have Ocean. You don't have a last name. <laughs> really? Pick up somebody named Ocean. Jeez. Uh, that was so good Qual- and so Quality stupid. trolling. Thank but you. also, like, Luke being, like, frustrated with it and Sophie, and then Luke typing in on the computer screen, like, now we gotta go. Like, he, I don't remember what he wrote, but he was like, oh no, we have to go use the Batcave. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, time to use that. Okay. Time to go now. Bye. And Alice being like, okay, bring me back stuff. Bye. It's <laughs> cool. I got my bread. Alice. <laughs> Oh, I want bread. Oh, in fact, they asked for like a six pack of beer. I'm like, Alice, what? <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay. She's just, you know, she's feeling it. She's feeling it. You're here now? Like, did you just decide you're living with Sophie? <laughs> I think she's accepted what, where she's sitting at in the team right now, and she's okay with that. And I'm just like, honestly, that's probably the best thing she can do for now. So, <laughs> so the, uh, it's the, the making of an alliance with parties that you know you have diverging inference of, but to this one, and you're interests align so you can um go together to reach this one interest but then you'll probably have issues and dive off at the um at the point after that i feel like that's been seen in stories at some point so i feel like that's where they're at and i can i can i can get on board with that to some 
extent. I don't yeah, know if it'll work. That I like. I'm kind yeah. of a sucker for that. Yeah. I, I don't know how well that'll work um, if Alice keeps going on rants about how she wants to kill Kate, but <laughs> that, might, that might hurt her chances a little bit of this whole thing. Kate keeps like pointing guns at people, you know. Yeah, that too. Really <laughs> Not really um, jiving altogether. Like, but that's too much. my shtick, guys. I'm the crazy gun person, and you guys are just here. Like, I, I feel like at some point they'll just be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> They're like, okay, Alice, have, have fun. <laughs> this is every team sociopath. We keep her around so she doesn't go and kill people. <laughs> just, just, that's where we're staying at this point. And honestly, I would be okay with that. So. This okay. is your team crazy person. <laughs> yeah. But at, at the very end of the episode, before we, before we wrap up, uh, we do have our Angelique content of the scene, and I am so here for this. I totally loved their little backstory, and I totally love the moment that they had here, and I just, I am so here for this plot, and I love it, and give me all of the LGBT storylines, please. Give me all the interracial LGBT storylines. Give it to me, please. Yes. I will take it. it <laughs> Not just because so we have cute. none, but I will take it. <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah. not expecting them to introduce her, so I'm excited yeah, about either. it. I was like, okay, I'm like happy you did this. I'm really happy you did this. Yeah. I know I looked her up last week, but I'm so happy we actually got her this week. Yeah, like, I, yes. I did not expect it to do this soon, so I was like, all right, thank you, thank you. And I thought it was cute when she just like, oh well, like you didn't like text me back. It's like you didn't call back for two years. I'm like, ooh. Yes, that was perfect. I can't wait to watch them fall back in love. It's like, normally I hate that trope, but I'm here for it for these two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. I'm good. Okay. Um, Need it to Yes. um, So I'm going to skip to the memes first. I know I did those out of order in the documents, so sorry. (laughs) um, Memes. um, New Rachel um, sent us some amazing memes, which... I'm not, I'm not sure if we totally went over this before, but for any new list, late um, new listeners, I'm just going to clarify. Um, at seasons two of the Legends podcast, I started writing into them and frequently and became the regular Rachel. And then I think in the next season, um, another Rachel started writing in who is now being known as New Rachel. So that's how we got named OG Rachel and New Rachel. It's kind of just continued throughout our experiences in this podcast first. So if you were wondering, that's how we got here. <laughs> So, but um, we have the uh, the two strong-handed meme, <laughs> um, the, the people you know combining fists with uh, Rachel Scarston and Ochi Rachel being amazing, and those personally probably my favorite my favorite meme of all time. So thank you, I appreciate that. And we will we'll point these post these on the podcast account when we do this. I feel like I want to make a new one and like have it appreciating baguettes also. <laughs> oh well, we 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 get there. Well, yeah, I just mean like you and Rachel Scarston both. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. That would be good. I would appear. I would uh, approve of that, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then we have dogs sitting in the fire and (laughs) Ryan seeing what Kate has to deal with as Batwoman having her own problems. Like, this is fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, You guys want to describe the next one? (laughs) Oh, uh, it's the... That that meme from oh no what is the name of this movie oh no is it um, <laughs> you guys are so much better at describing me <laughs> oh no it's just but the you guys are getting more than twelve fifty an hour Ryan it's that meme from like that is movie from, that like 
I, I'm blanking on the name of the first one, but the second one was called like the Scorch Trials. Is it that book? Or that oh, movie? is it the Maze Runner? Yeah, I, I know that, that actually was the Maze Runner, that. but like, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> I don't think that's from that movie, but that's yeah, the only thing I know kid. that kid from. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up while we do the next meme. <laughs> the meme with that kid from the Maze Runner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the the one that was like super agitated and has the weird eyebrows, so he always looks angry. Um. <laughs> Yes. That that's how I mentally refer to this person. So <laughs> literally though, that's how everyone I know refers to this. Okay, good. Like this okay, poor good. guy. Oh, it's from the We're but... the Millers movie. The meme from okay. We're the Millers. Yes, yes, okay. okay. I somewhat recall this. Um so does that is this meme. He's saying you guys are getting Ryan more than twelve fifty an hour. <laughs> and that is that that is um that is a mood. Thank you. I hope yeah. everyone listening enjoyed our, us trying to remember the name of the movie while discussing a meme. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed that. It will make sense when we have the photo, we swear. Uh, oh, and then there's um, an old man. I'm stereotyping. He might not be that old. Um, a balding man kissing a baguette with the name of Alice. I'm sorry, but I'm also not. better than meme or Mimi's description of the meme. I don't know if I've ever seen this meme before, but I love it. Right? <laughs> I love its specificity and applicability here. It's also very relatable, not going to lie. Very, very relatable, yes. I, I'm glad that it exists, because I want to kiss a baguette. And honestly, I want bread now. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so hungry. We need to get some sponsors. Just baguette. Uh, now that we... <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Instacart me a baguette tomorrow. <laughs> Yes. Okay. We can we can go through our tweets now that we've um sufficiently appreciated the memes. We will post that. Uh, first we have uh, the Bronze Eagle number one, and her current display name is Rylan Mrs. Sweaterweather, which is also a mood because I'm in a frozen tundra right now, and they closed the courthouse today, which happens like once every three years. So, you know, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Uh, but her tweet was, sigh, you know, I almost had hope for my far-fetched Sophie Alice ship, and then they had to introduce a secret hot guy at the end. Why must the CW do this to me? Why? Honestly, the most entertaining thing about tonight was the writers being hacked, which agreed, and agreed on the rest of your tweet as well. So, God, yeah, Alice and Sophie would have been my second choice, if not Sophia. Right? Yeah. I think it was so far-fetched, but I could see it. And yet... Yeah. Forced heterosexuality. I just gestured off to the distance. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, you mean, do you want to read the next one? Yeah, from one creative name. Great episode, but there's too much child kim- kidnapping and mental torture on this show. Also, why does everyone else think that Ryan's going to get superpowers? Oh, does anyone else think that Ryan's going to get superpowers? Yes. Also, yeah. um, good point, though. Um, we were discussing somewhat of this before the show. Um, that, you know, this is Black History Month, and we are glad that we have stories showing very strong Black women, but we would also like to have stories that are not based around them having terrible childhoods and having struggles for them. You know, we would also like happy stories for Black women that we get with white women, basically, and other women of color. They would have to the stories as well. I think that would be much appreciated. So... I'm, I'm telling the CW, I appreciate you giving us a story in Black History Month, but I would like you to also give us some happy stories. So It's also making me think about, like, Luke's whole tragic backstory, too. Like, stop! Yeah. Just let them be happy! Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, can't they just 
can't you just they just be happy like please i would I, w- I would just really love some stories where you know they came from people of color came from really you know well-adjusted homes and didn't have a tragic backstory and i mean i don't understand why that's not a thing that we have very much of right now i also like on a side note like i understand we are doing a bat family show but like it's not always pain and depressing it doesn't it, you know yeah yeah, you know? yeah. It's like it's Gotham, but it's not always that like that. I mean, yeah, it is an amazing, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's 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 room because that one Batman has been very kitschy at points. Um, the animated series, um, the the Adam West series, I think it was the 1960s, but don't quote me on that. Um, they they were very kitschy and very like comic booky. So there's definitely like room within precedent to do that stuff. It's just seen this so far. They've kept it in the very, uh, the dark night, you know, it never, the sun never shows signs <laughs> in Gotham <laughs> um, version of Gotham, which is also Chicago because they filmed that in Chicago. <laughs> um, but there's, there was totally room for those lighter moments. And I would love if they brought us those lighter moments, not even just like in jokes, like I said, with the mask earlier, but just in, you know, you know, actors and characters that just have happy storylines and their entire life hasn't been a struggle up to this point like you know i would really appreciate that i think one thing i really hope they give us now that mary and ryan are gonna be roommates is just the stereotypical girls night episode that like we haven't had on tv in a really long time of just like something simple and filler i don't want anything dramatic i want ryan and mary and angelique and whatever other girls they want to establish or like other people just have a chill like sleepover or movie night because like we deserve that type of filler. Just yes, saying. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I also want to say, just we um, we realize that we are three white passing women um, judging a show that is now about um, mostly about people of color. So for any of our listeners that are people of color, if you would like to write in in your um, thoughts on anything in the show, anything we've said. Anything you want to say, absolutely, we 100% would love for you to do that. We absolutely want your input and your feedback here, because obviously we're trying, but we probably we're not getting everything right. But so we would love to know if we're messing up, basically. Please, please, please. Yes, thank you. Okay, back to tweets. <laughs> now that we have that story, I mean, did you want to read the, the next one? Um. So this is from at Maria seven ten seven fifty thirty seven, and uh, the story was really interesting. I know the theme of trafficking is scary, but it's happening unfortunately in real life, and it's very serious. Yes. And yeah, that's definitely true. I'm very happy that they actually addressed it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be serious and gloomy, at least address things, and they did do that this week. So yeah. you get one point. Yes, <laughs> just one. <laughs> um, so we have uh, envisioning Wanda at. K-C-L-Y-L-E-1. That great is a episode. great name, BTW. <laughs> it is. It's it's great. Um, great episode. I was really questioning the idea of replacing Kate completely, but I think they're doing a great job, and Javisha Lesbie is awesome. Agreed. Um, the episode had humor, heart, and action. Now can please someone address the kryptonite bullet? Please. <laughs> yes, please. I, I realize we're not going to get, like, a, a, my mind was thinking, like, mid, uh, mid-season mid finale, but we're probably not going to get one of those. But, like, if we could get it within, like, the next couple episodes, I I would appreciate that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Mimi, you want to uh, the next one? Ryan Chu at Enemy of the Shoe. Uh, I could do without the CW trope of Ryan hiding her medical problem with Mary, who she is now roommates with, just to build drama. There's no reason she couldn't say, hey, Mary, does, does this look infected to you? Like, we talked about this before we recorded, but yeah. Honestly, honestly. Yeah. 
Like, we don't need the token, oh, no, you've seen me out of the shower. What is this weird infection? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. We're trying to keep you alive here. <laughs> Come on. Really, though. you got to work with us. <laughs> um, and then this last one is from Ollie at Oliver1212, and it says, there is nothing like waking up on a Tuesday morning before work and watching Batwoman, which, yes, that is yes. true. I'm so glad that's a thing. I really am. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we have said all of our opinions on this episode that we had many of. Them. <laughs> um, so I think we're good to go to our social media handles right now. Um, you can find me on Tumblr at Canary at Law. You can find me on Twitter at Rachel Eiley. That's um, R-A-C-H-E-L-E-I-L-E. No, sorry. E-I-L-E-Y. <laughs> um, it's currently on private, but if you want to follow me, just request and if you have any indication that you're a DC somewhat fan I will accept okay as long as you're not a creepy stalker you can get there so thank you <laughs> Mimi where you're at uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, Twitter Instagram and on TikTok at Morganstein17 uh, M-O-R-G-A-N S-T-E-I-N 1-7 do the thing <laughs> thank you I've been um, I've been checking out more of the cooking TikToks that are making their way over to Pinterest um, less yeah. in those last week or so. I'm just very much appreciating all of them. So <laughs> social media is converging. <laughs> it's uh, yes. appreciating. All right, Amanda, do you want to tell us where you're at? Sure, I'm at Twitter at Peaks and Pages and Instagram at Charmanda. Yes. All right. And hey, just to all of our listeners in general, if you want to give us feedback on. Um, you know, things that we should talk about, things you'd like to see in the show coming up. Absolutely. We would love to hear from you. Um, you can send it to our Twitter or if you have longer thoughts, we would love if you had longer thoughts. Um, you could send it to um, our Gmail at batmoonpodcast at gmail.com. So we would love to hear from you. We really would. Okay. So I think we are done for tonight. So until next week, we bring you another amazing episode of the Batman podcast. We are going to see you later. So. Yeah. Bye. Bye.